Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shed house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out Well, have you guys ever play, played at a baseball stadium? Like I a professional? Or cool. just like anything, man. I don't know, like out at the Moon Tower? <laughs> I mean, I played at Sam Nicholas Field in, in Yazoo City, Mississippi. And then, uh, what was it called? Dixie something something Dixie Field when I was the 13-14 league. I went uh, on vacation one year, and um, Nick, my brother, plays in a men's league baseball fast pitch. Um, no, he doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was they picked me up from the airport, and like I, apparently the best player on the team was going to be late, so I had to pinch hit for the best player. Oh God! <laughs> Describe the bat pitch by pitch. Uh, it was a swing and a miss because you got to you got to come out swinging. Um, then a foul tip. Do you foul tip? Yeah, what? that's I don't. I mean, <laughs> that's that's As, aggressive. As Jim Belushi once said in Taking Care of Business, you never swing at your first pitch. Okay, okay. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Because a foul tip, which I was proud of, and then uh, strike three. Probably, probably what? Probably looking. <laughs> um, wow. But it was funny. Three pitches. No, I, I, I think there was a ball or two in there. Uh, I was just Ooh, trying to. I think, I think he's just trying to out. save face now. Um, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dig even deeper. Um, I was out in outfield, and there was this beautiful sunset. I got my phone out. I'm taking my pictures. My brother's like, Neil, head in the game. <laughs> <laughs> There's a pop fly. Oh, my God. My dad was the worst <laughs> Little League coach in the world. He just yelled so much. Rocky? Even if he wasn't the coach. Even if he was in the stands. When, I remember when I was like nine, I was playing. I, my team sucked so bad. I was the second baseman. And it was like just one of those pop-ups that you kind of lose in the sky. And they're just like, and me and the shortstop were kind of running. And we stopped. And it was just right in between us. And it fell. Complete silence at Sam Nicholas Field. And then you just hear my dad going, that was your son. <laughs> that was your dad. He called you son. Oh, my goodness. No. Oh, God, that no. is painful. <laughs> All right, Matt, I'll let you ask a question now. Yeah, uh, well, I was just, <laughs> this wasn't staged. Um, <laughs> are you guys uh, still playing music out? Because I'm serious. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, we're playing a gig. I, I don't know, Neil. Neil's so excited about it. Well, Neil, why don't you tell him about the gig that we got coming up? Um, Our first in a long time yeah, together. Yeah, first in many, many years. Uh, we're playing at the end of August uh, on the 28th, right? On the 27th. 27th. See how excited he is? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's for the Betty Ford Clinic, if I'm right. It's nice. Yeah, Neil, Neil, just bring in the details. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Heavily this... invested. <laughs> one, of the, one of the greatest first ladies we've ever had, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it's, it's called the Remember the Music Festival. It is a benefit for um, Alzheimer's with, uh, through the uh, Betty Ford foundation it's called so and it's august 27th it will be for the kings it will be the morning yells uh, the joy reunion and a few more it's family friendly and uh you can purchase tick 
gets through Eventbrite. Look for Remember the Music Festival, and you can see the first performance by the the two original founders of the For the Kings band. And Neil, if Neil, something that Neil is excited about. The reason we're playing is because drum roll, please. <laughs> yeah. We're playing it because we're recording. Is that what you wanted me to say? Yeah. Yep. That's the only other thing that's coming after the gig. So Neil just really delivering. I want to give him a golf clap for that. That was yours, yeah. Neil. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We are recording a batch of songs in the fall and cannot wait to do it and get it out there for folks. And we will tell you a little bit of alteration we're going to have starting next week with the cover section. But uh, we'll do that in our fun size episode so uh, real quick are you playing all originals at the show or will you sprinkle in some covers and are you recording covers too or just uh mostly a lot of new material um that we're going to record um a handful of uh, originals from the last album and then maybe a choice cover too yeah i think i speak for everybody listening that we might need a little taste right now you guys have some <laughs> I'm in the shit house. You know what? They already heard a taste at the beginning because the theme music for this podcast, which I don't say enough, is a song called Shit House by us for the Kings. You can find it on a collection of songs for the Kings. Listen to it wherever you find music. We won't make any money off of it anyway, so I'm not going to specify any specific streaming service. The lyric in there, um, so I can pass out on the jukebox listening to Honky Tonk. Is it women or women? Uh, women. Well, the the Stones tune is honky tonk women. Oh yeah, we're saying women. Gotcha. Yeah. Directly referring to that. <laughs> it is strictly <laughs> a, a, like a tribute to the Rolling Stones and Hank Williams because the junior actually wrote a song about his dad. That I mean, it doesn't have the same melody, but he does say so. Like when and when I pass out on the jukebox singing i can't help it if i'm still yeah. in love with you so that's kind of where that came from uh, courtesy uh i was introduced to that song by our, our the the oj jonathan horton uh, <laughs> so yeah so so yeah look look for some new for the king stuff and in the meantime you know wet your appetite for these neil and josh vocals and music output via pod gave rock and roll to you now speaking of wetting your appetite <laughs> segway train coming through <laughs> I always overindulge when I go home, and I think it's because it, I have a big family, and it's a lot, right? There's never a night I'm not drinking when I'm home. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't be a normal, you know, do yeah. normal things yeah. during the day. I don't have to get wasted every night, but I'm the well, appetite is getting wet when I go to Mississippi. It's usually vacation, so you're usually taking your vacation. It's time to have some drinks, and then usually it's around times with holidays. Like, there's just so many things to drink for when you go home, no matter where it is. And it, it's true, but but that got me thinking about songs about going that are talk about going home. And if uh, anything comes to mind, Neil, why don't you why don't you if, if if you could think of a song that like either doesn't even have to be have you know I'm coming home in the title, but just something that you like to hear when you're going home that kind of gets you in the right mood. Well, this is kind of flipping the question on its head, but one of my all time favorites is "Can't Find My Way Home." So this is a failed. Failed journey. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but because it's you're still home, but maybe home isn't what it used to be, right? Well, what are you getting deep? <laughs> maybe. 
Is that a problem? <laughs> well, I mean, I just, I just love that song. I mean, that song actually cheers me up because it's such a brilliant piece of music that even though, uh, you know, he's down on his throne or whatever he is. Does that what's said? Captain Lyric over here is definitely ready to explain the meaning of this song to us. Okay, moving. And then it's leave my body alone. Somebody must change. Is that it? Um, Somebody must change. He's he's talking about a family member. Somebody must change. He can't find his way back home because his family has changed. That's what Mm -hmm. we're going to say definitively that song is about right now. Okay, done. And then Someone get on Wikipedia and... And then we're going to see if Matt has a song that puts him in the mood to go home. Well, I got to say that I, I cut my list of these that I was thinking about today down to about seven and can't find my way home. Right. <laughs> okay. Because it's so good. It's so odd. Like when I'll get together and play guitar with my brother and you guys talking about drinking with family a minute ago, like I, I have a question about that first. When you drink like that at home real quick, do you, is the the time of day that you go to sleep earlier than what it used to be when you were 20. Cause we woke up at the beach like every day and we were drinking by 10, <laughs> but by like nine 30, we were, you know, oh, passed out. Oh yeah. If you're done. day drinking, day yeah, drink yeah. Yeah. if you're yeah. day drinking, you're, you're uh, done by, you know, hopefully yeah, you got a 10. wet brunch going. Here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I digress. I really love, um, uh, sing me back home. The Waylon Jennings ah. one, and then as well as the Dead cover. It's a uh, good one, yeah. It's a little darker one too, like about the guys on death row. So it's, it's dark, doesn't get dark. much darker than that, fellas. <laughs> well, yeah. Why don't we pep it up a little bit? And, and uh, there, there's two kind of more recent songs that uh, I'll just throw out there that I, I listen to a lot, especially you know after going to school so far away and living so far away. There was the Band of Horses came out with an album that had a song called uh, "On the Way Back Home." Mm-hmm. Which I which re- I really enjoyed listening to on planes, like flying back, uh, and it you know it's great on the way back home. I sang to myself all my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Where did I go wrong? <laughs> so it's kind of like he's yeah. forced to go back home. And then Dan Auerbach, Going Home, uh, mm. which is a great just little that ditty that one. I used to really listen to. And then an ex girlfriend had it as her ringtone. And this was uh, years oh, later, wow. uh, like not ringtone. I think it was an al- it was either a ringtone or, or her alarm. But uh, dun, 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 it was just the music. But that's a great one. Those two songs really like would get me emotional and ready ready for home when I was when I was in my younger days. I was just thinking one that I I hate to admit being from uh, Baltimore. But like I love uh, New York State of Mind. Eh. Uh, mm-hmm. After live, like that one's just one that I didn't think of right away. And then I was thinking of like bus trips almost. Yeah, just oh, all the nice, you know nice. I'm taking a Greyhound on the Hudson River line. It's just very mm-hmm. like it's definitely a Homer yeah. oh, song. Yeah. Billy knows how to do it. <laughs> he should have taken more buses. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Who's I was going to bring up one that uh, we might do on the pod at some point uh, in the near future because it's been on my list is uh, a little Take Me Home, Phil Collins. Because oh. <laughs> I don't remember? Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's a great he needs a He needs a little refresher course. Okay, I like, I like where we're going. I'm going to close it out here with a classic that I've always loved. It's a little too New York for me, but I, I like it nonetheless. It's, it's Homeward Bound. By I don't mm-hmm. know if it's Paul Simon or Simon and Garfunkel, but I just love 
I think I'm it's both of them. in a railway station, got a ticket for my destination. Yeah, that's a damn Ooh. good one. Um, on a tour of one night stands. <laughs> I thought we were going to go. Yeah, yeah, let's go. And uh, my suitcase and guitar in hand. And... <laughs> okay, I guess that ends our karaoke session. Um, and then last but definitely not least, and this isn't exactly about going home, but it can definitely give you the feels for it. And that would be uh, Long As I Can See the Light by Credence Clearwater Revival. And um, on that note, you are listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. And this week we are, surprise, surprise, talking about Credence Clearwater Revival's Long As I Can See the Light. Pretty sure I said as long as I can see the light uh, at the end of last uh, last week's pod. So sorry about that, John Fogarty. From the, uh, this is from their 1970 album, Cosmos Factory. It was written and produced by Mr. John Fogarty himself. And it was released on Fantasy. I'm going to say it. It's fair to say that Chronicle was owned by everyone that I knew. Mm-hmm. Like from, from birth from birth own. CCR my, Chronicle. Yeah, first cherished just, CD. <laughs> you just looked at it. It's got all of them, like the, oh, you know, yeah. the, the, whole, the heads that are like the bigger. The whole thing was just magical. Yeah, and you know, obviously when I first heard this was whenever the first time, you know, my one of my parents or somebody played this at, at somebody's house or something. I do enjoy this song more than like, who stopped the rain and have you ever seen the rain uh, but not only because it doesn't have rain in the title but i just think it's one of their best ballad i think it's their best ballad song and you know honestly I, it's got to be one of the more soulful songs written by a white artist yeah i don't I th- think I you're think. off base there uh, and 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 i say that even while acknowledging that some of his can get, can get a li- can sound a little cheesy some on some listens, um, not every listen but some. So, but just the song itself, it, it is a very affecting lyric. It is a very def- affecting delivery. I understand why it wasn't one of the top. Like I think they had like six top five hits from this album, uh, which is just hmm. r- fucking yeah, ridiculous. Amazing. But I, I would argue, along with Ramble Tamble and Out and Back Door, that this is one of the three best songs in the album, if not the best. Yeah, this song is just so amazing. It's always been one of my favorite Creedence songs. I think also because it wasn't one of the more rockers, it wasn't the one you heard on the radio a lot, so it almost seems like a hidden Creedence tune to some extent. Yeah, that's fair. And I guess if I, if I was forced to choose one Credence song, this might be it. It's a, it'd be a tough uh, tough race there, but this is close. It's just Fogarty, man. Him writing these lyrics, singing it. He plays the Fender Rhodes and sax. Like, it's just, it's a beautiful... I mean, there was bass it's and drums in there. It's a tour de force. There, but yeah. And just sonically, <laughs> everything about it. The artistry. It's just a real inspiration. I always, um, this was always one of my go-to songs uh, to put on a mix for a lady friend. Ooh. It's always made the cut. Always made the cut. Dude, my girlfriend had never heard this song. Really? I played it the other night, and she was like, I don't know that song. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Sorry. And, um, and just <laughs> like you were saying, Josh, uh, one of my first CDs, when I first got a disc, man, I remember going on like JV basketball bus trips and just like staring down at my disc, man, and being like, almost, I was so young, maybe 15, but like understanding like nostalgia and what beautiful music could sound like. 
Yeah, I think it's one of those that as soon as you said we were doing it, I was like just kind of catapulted back to my like bedroom growing <laughs> up. And this this album cover, like as soon as you said it, I don't know that I could name everybody on it, but I mean, I know the Fogarty <laughs> I think, but like, and the haircuts that inspired and Fogarty's. I don't like, know if I would call those haircuts inspiration. <laughs> they look like the knights and like, Monty Python exactly. or something. You know, that Fogarty like... always had a haircut like a five-year-old kid or right. something. Like... <laughs> and he had the Jim Carrey from Dumb and Dumber, like little triangle in the in the front as well. Yeah. Like problem child. <laughs> problem <that> child. Kinda... <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, honestly, when I, when I put this on the other day, man, and, you know, I'm, I'm as uh, tough and masculine as they come, but like I, this is one song that makes me tear up, actually. Yeah. And it's because it's agree, like the man. do the duality, if I may oh, use the yes, word duality may. here for the first time in my life. Um, I may tear up at you using like the word duality. <laughs> Let's cut this out. <laughs> um, it's about leaving home and coming back home all at the same time. Like put a candle in the window, I'm taking off, but then mm-hmm. I'm coming back. And he, the way he gets that in, like word economy and the, the he takes up no real estate getting in these two like really powerful mm-hmm. ideas and yeah i mean it's just a album full of hits but i might put green river right oh, above well. this but this is probably my second favorite on the, that album i'm not a green river guy oh no no nah. yeah that's i mean it's strange. fine it's great too you're a strange bird <laughs> You know, I love what you were saying, Matt, just how and how he situates everything around a candle, which, you know, really can a candle is something that is probably something that has shown people the way home for Mm -hmm. millennia at this point. So it's it's the symbol at night that has always been there for for human beings and for him to just in such a simplistic quick and just to come in right on the first line and give it to you like put a candle in the window because i feel i gotta move but it also kind of hints at there's only so much time i have before i can come out before this is extinguished so i gotta keep coming back to the well Mm because i won't be able to Mm -hmm. find it if it's gone yeah yeah and um matt like you were saying it is tough to listen to uh over and over it's just Because it is so inspirational. Like, it's just, uh, it doesn't make me sad or happy. It's just fucking makes me feel, you know? I mean, in my in my opinion, the lyric is the best part of this song. It is simple. It's universal. It's lonely. It's sweet. It's soulful. And, you know, it's, it's a special. I, I just, mm-hmm. as somebody who tries to write lyrics every now and then, it, it's so impressive to me when you hear a lyric this simple that addresses a, a feeling so thoroughly you know by by so saying and just you know whatever this is redundant but just by saying so little <laughs> you just here's fucking four verses the way they used to do it in the 20s and 30s white and black music both did the same kind of structure thing he's doing where you have verse tag verse tag verse tag no chorus it's just four verses mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and then and well, then back yes. to the well, three verses, then back to the first. What? Yeah, and then I guess you could call the yes a bridge they do online. That's something. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was thinking about that light aspect of it too, and 
I mean, well, I think we'll get into this later with influences also, but just like kind of the idea of how prevalent that is in music and what like a powerful image that is of whether it's like I saw the light um, by, you know, Hank Williams or Todd yeah. Rundgren, everybody, <laughs> you know? but just like that light image. And I think just even in church, like I grew up Catholic, going to Catholic school and mass regularly, like those mm-hmm. songs about you know, just seeing the light, following the light, turn to the light, the light is yeah. good, the darkness is, it just, that's, that gospel influence. For a guy who, you know, grew up in Berkeley, like, that's pretty good, the way he channels the yeah, South. Yeah, pretty like much, I, yeah. Yeah, it does have, like, a, this song almost has a hymnal kind of church-like feel to it. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's a little more bluesy, yeah. I would say, right? Than, just even than the, the lyrics, though. Well, yeah, yeah he's definitely t- using that line of like bluesmen and and you know countrymen like like Hank uh, with "I Saw the Light," where you're taking well, Hank, that's a little more you know gospel country, but you know you're taking the gospel into the blues realm, which is basically you know kind of the formation of rock and roll or R and B or whatever. But I do love it is very spiritual, but it's also visceral. I mean, it's also just a thing that is just hey, I'm going for a, the hike in the woods you know, a hundred years ago and I'm going to light a candle because when I come back, that's the only way I'm going to be able to tell where the fuck I'm going. To the point of the candle, this song has such a clear visual too. Do you guys just basically, when you're listening to it, see like just black, red, and then a candle in the middle? Like there's a certain just vibe that I feel like is universal. Like if you ask But I see it in the distance. I see me walking towards it, Uh right? Yeah, I kind of see I just also see those uh, Christmas... Like electric oh, yeah. lights that you like put in every window. Like I don't know why that one. That's the shape of it. It wouldn't be electric, and I know it should be like from a distance and not connected put to a, a bunch of candles in the windows. Put a hundred, put a hundred string lights in the window. You know my vision. Because I feel it's Christmas time. Oh, he could have written a Christmas song snowing. with that. You're right. It's snowing. Well done. Coming well done. up, Tra- we're going to be playing at the Betty Ford Clinic. Hey, so let's, let's get this uh, shit down. <laughs> oh, I'm gone. Gone. I'll be coming home soon. Long as I can see the light. It's also like the feeling of coming to terms with like your place and whether it's with somebody or alone and like you know which we talk about a lot here and i guess it's because it's musicians who are on the road like a place that you need to rest mm-hmm. uh, or as we could call it in uh this century a safe your safe place i wanted to ask you guys about that with playing out and playing you know going on the road and stuff because for me again it was something where i looked at it and i was like is this more of a coming home song or a leaving home song and for me even though it's about coming home it's something i feel like i'd listen to when i'm leaving because it's a heavier feeling and being again like i just rode the bus a lot like across the country doing stand-up because it was the cheap way to go and it it just has that kind of feeling of like i'm getting off in another town where i know nobody Mm -hmm. and the only town i'm going to get off in where i feel like whole again 100 percent. i mean because every line is i mean pack my bags and let's get moving but i feel i gotta move guess i got that old traveling bone this feeling won't leave me alone. it's a very lonely song you know i mean the, the mm-hmm. candle is is obviously in his head it seems like um although i did hear him on mark Marin years ago and this song does have a special place for him he was like we had done two years of touring and like the band wasn't in a good place mm-hmm. and i went to you my cabin up in northern california yeah. 
and I just every day I'd go for a hike and I'd always light a candle and like one and because I'd come back you know maybe it'd be dark and I, I needed to be able to see my way back and that candle would still be lit and he's like one day I was just walking back and I was like put a candle in a window <laughs> Got and, it. and then he and then he sat there and wrote the song and it's like Jesus Christ dude nice. it's amazing so, well, well, <laughs> it is somewhat well, irritating though you're like motherfucker why can't i or you know yeah, I'm, i must admit a uh, wonderful lyrics uh but for a while there i didn't know what he said there in the second verse and i always just sang and i'm bound to trip the wire <laughs> bound to trip the, wire. <laughs> the vietnam connection of like this guy can't get out of saigon he for someone who never went He's really uh. can only think about that. <laughs> well, let's talk about. Like, well, let me first. What do you got? I kind of mentioned it in my intro. Like Neil, what 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 are your thoughts on his vocal? Just amazing. I mean, just amazing display of uh, his kind of power and him singing these words. I mean, it's just such a, a great performance. You know, him. You can you can feel what he was feeling there. Like it's it's almost it- perfect for what it is. Yeah, is there a delivery that sticks out? Besides uh, Bound to Trip the Wire? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously Bound to Trip the Wire is the best. The the one that hits me the hardest is the, uh, I guess I've got that old traveling bone because this feeling won't leave me alone. It's pretty sad. Yeah, well, And just the delivery. Yeah. I guess I got that old traveling bone. Like, that's my favorite delivery yeah. in the And song. it's a very it's, creative it's the, line, you know. Yeah. Well put. Yeah, so he kind of all turns alone into like a guitar bend, mm-hmm, basically. Mm-hmm. He's bending. Yeah, he does that with move right off the bat, like in the first line. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, in lieu of an electric guitar tonight, <laughs> we're gonna have me wail on the saxophone and just vocally be like, move, move, or, you know. And uh, I'm, I was the same way though, Neil. That line, I guess I got that old traveling bone of the idea of like, there's that guy didn't have an evil bone in his body mm-hmm. or. You know, just using it, but using it as traveling. Like, I just, uh, I love that. And then, like, the desire to be there and be home, but you also, the desire to leave. Like, that, I relate to that so much. It's very lonely, but there's something so sweet about it as well, mm-hmm. which I'm not. And his voice, it's incredible. Like, it's the my favorite part of so many Creedence songs, yeah. I think. But at the same time, I think, like you guys have said, sometimes you got to be, or maybe you just have to be in the mood for it. You know, sometimes fortunate son will come on and I'm like, not right now, John. John. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not in a fortunate son kind of mood, but I'm always down for credence. I mean, I, I am with Matt fortunate son. Sometimes I'm like, Nope, I'm not. But, but sometimes it's awesome. Yeah. It's like, the sometimes you're I've just like, heard. fuck it's yes. Like... Take me to the fucking Mekong Delta and let's do this. <laughs> Uh, let's go for a swim. Triple wire. <laughs> let's run through the jungle, <laughs> shall we? Long as I see the light. So, you know, other than that, other than that, I mean, the, the the music here is pretty sparse. I mean, you're talking about Fogarty. I'm not, there's no guitar in this song, right? I don't think so. No, it's very sparse. Um, but so you're talking Fogarty on vocals. He's playing uh, electric piano, and I think he's playing an organ too, right? Fender Rhodes. Okay. And then Tom Fogarty's playing rhythm guitar, if there is any on here. I don't think there is. So he may not even be on this song. 
Stu Cook is playing the bass and Doug Clifford's playing the drums, and that's that's basically well, it. And I mean, Fogarty's blowing the hell out of that sax. Oh yeah, and Fogarty's <laughs> playing the sax. Absolutely. Which well, is amazing. Well, okay, let, let's just start though. Coming into this song, before we get to the sax, mm-hmm. coming in, just the drum and the organ mm-hmm. into that first line. Yeah, it just gives it gives you the feels. Oh, it right? sure does. And I was just thinking when you guys were talking about the like leave me alone, like the wobbly kind of like vibrato. Even the way the the Fender yeah. Rhodes comes in, it's such a classic sound. It's kind of wobbly too. It's almost like a candle flame, like all the yeah. wobbling around the song's doing. Yeah, same thing with like that drum beat coming mm-hmm. in, and then that sound of the Fender Rhodes. I'm sorry, yeah. Fender Rhodes, like. It sounds like somebody's it's just, kick-ass It's just name. unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, what's your name? My name's Fender. Fender? Fender <laughs> Rhodes. Uh, Matt, you were saying? Uh, just that I love everything that you just described. Yeah, I mean, he's... Uh, but he embodies that. And I, yeah, it's just something that it started playing the other day. And his voice, I really do love. And I do think it's probably the best instrument in the song. But everything else is beautiful that drum beat you know what it is yeah the, pia- the piano or roads like is amazing and then the uh saxophone and even the bass back there it's mm-hmm. just like this driving yeah. beat and yeah, it, just the bass beautiful. is not melodic at all but it works really well it's going boom boom mm-hmm. boom boom yeah it, but mm-hmm. the organ gets so great. Like, that first gone, but I'm gone. The organ kind of mm-hmm. starts. He kind of starts moving around a little bit with it. and It it's he, distorts a little bit. It's really groovy. He's not just doing the... Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's really nice. It adds a lot, I think. You know, and he produced this, so he obviously knew exactly what he wanted to do. This was their fifth album in two years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he was, a, he was an old old hat at this point and then you know and then the sax just comes in at, and another part that just gives you the feels oh, and it's like it's uh, one of the classiest uses of sax i've ever heard like because it's <laughs> it's not in your face it's not like hey listen to me saxophone it's just kind of part of the song it fits right in and just one more little thing during the verses there's harmonizing tenor saxes which are just that make yes. it really Oof. like that's <laughs> harmonizing sax sounds so good but they're not doing anything difficult. No. It's just throwing just that smells. harmonizing sax yeah. in that tone, and and I will say, like I think Matt, you mentioned, you know, this gets you teary eyed. I mean, the sax is when that hits for me in the song. Like once the sax comes in, I'm just like, uh, it's so unexpected, kind of. Mm-hmm. If you've never heard this song before, when that hits in, you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. this is what he, this is what he's feeling. This is how much he's missing home. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I want to, Dad, I, I want to hug my mom right now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Dad, is that you? You want to have a kiss? <laughs> I think for me, it's it's earlier on, but for sure that sax is, and it's it really sent me down a rabbit hole of just like uh, digging into kind of the saxophone in classic rock songs. Yeah, because I know it was prevalent earlier on, but then I feel like in rock and roll, like the Stones stuff, most of it is really after this album, and I wonder how much that. But absolutely, I wonder. It, there's like a clear line between like the you know kind of blues R and B. The ballads of the '50s to Van Morrison to the, the song to mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. Stones and shit like that, but we are uh, falling on an influence way too early. A couple fun facts about this song: I would say, surprised it's not on the Rolling Stones 500, but 
There are other Credence tunes, so I get it. Yeah. Cosmos Factory, again, is just, uh, it basically should have just been called Bloated. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, yeah. Not my favorite mm-hmm. album of theirs. I really don't like it when they do the cover songs on their albums. I'm just like, just do your thing. But Ramble Tamble Ramble is cool. just such a fucking cool song. Uh, Backdoor is great. Traveling Band in the Right Mood is a, is just a, such a rocker. Ramble Tamble, I remember kind of hearing that for the first time on the radio coming home on KCRW. Um, and I was so enamored to the point I went down and uh, went uh, talked to Joe, uh, our old neighbor, Matt. Yeah. And I was like, dude, have you heard this yeah. shit? I had him walk out to my car and, be, and I cranked it up like, that's fucking freedom rock, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's so funny is you, most people only kind of know Credence from Chronicle. Yeah, so you yeah, only yeah. know those 20 mm-hmm. hits mm-hmm. and maybe some other, some other tunes. But yeah, I mean, I, I would say that Ramble Tamble song is one of the it, it definitely one of the more creative songs, but yeah. I, have you guys ever seen Fogarty before uh, or at the bowl? Maybe I think I did at the bowl. Yeah. I don't know. When I hear him now, he sounds like a cover of himself because he's older and his voice is just so meant for a young man to sing yeah. like that. Yeah. I saw him at the bowl. <laughs> have I mentioned that, but no, it was during 4th of July <laughs> with like fireworks and stuff. So it kind of, it was, it was a nice, you know, kind of celebrating America kind of situation. Oh, nice, yeah. I feel like he's underrated as just, like, somebody who wrote a shit ton of fucking hit songs in a very short amount of time and wrote, produced them, like, played, uh, you know, most of the great parts that you love well, on them. And he wrote so many that he got ended up getting sued for plagiarizing himself. <laughs> <laughs> what was the song? Do you know, know what Born song on the Bayou that was? And something. I was trying to find <laughs> something else, maybe. Right, Born on the Bayou, yeah. Oh, uh, John, we love you. Um, well, let's, let's uh, speaking of love and John Fogarty plagiarizing himself, let's, let's vibe. Uh, Matt, uh, round two to bring us in. So uh, cue the music in three, two, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. hey, that's good. We didn't even we, did, we, we didn't even yeah. hit on that in the song. The uh, the four yes well, just out of nowhere. And it's cool because those the yes kind of take that. you back out of the sadness or like yeah, the, yeah. the feels. It's kind of like oh okay, all right, rock and roll. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot who I was listening to. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm gonna bring you back into the sadness because it's my song. So I'm gonna tell you when I want to hear this. Like the perfect time to hear this. <laughs> Is like after a loved one dies or like at a, at their wake or flying home for the funeral and I put this on in the plane and yeah. I'm just bawling Fuck my yeah. eyes Fuck out. Yeah, well, mine was yeah. uh, at my funeral. <laughs> <laughs> but you, no, that's not a perfect time no, to hear no, it. No, well, I, I had another it. one. I, I just wanted to bring that up, that it's a perfect <laughs> funeral song. Well, there's, there's never uh, not a good time for this, but I thought a funny thing would be if you were a Bart, I don't know if you. I don't know if you want to hold on. Sorry, I don't know if you want to put this on at a party. It depends on what kind of party. <laughs> okay, fair. Sorry, late. No, I late was just night. gonna say. Well, speaking of late night, if I was a bartender, it'd be a go-to. Like everyone, let's wrap it up. Put a candle in the window. Get out of here. Oh, good one. I like that a lot, yeah, Neil. Yeah, that's great. All right, Matt, you got to live up to that. You got to follow that now. Yeah, for me, it goes right back what I was saying before about the bus and just like being, I don't know if I want to hear it in this situation because I never totally enjoyed being in this situation, but like (laughs) 
getting yeah. on a bus in fucking Fargo Traveling and taking bone. it to Billings from Fargo. and just like, <laughs> what am I doing? I'm going to make $75 at each one of these shows. <laughs> like I'm going to make more off of selling, you know, my shitty CD. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, you know, it was so much fun and like, yeah, that vibe yeah, of man. just, yeah, Here we go again, throw your bag underneath the bus, get on and just plop down in a seat and be like, what are we saying <laughs> today? But well, well, we didn't this. answer your question earlier. We never went on the road, Matt, so we do not know what that, <laughs> what the hell we cannot relate. Oh, you guys? No, no, oh, we were an L.A. band. We, we, we were playing in an L.A. band, <laughs> not a traveling band. Um, but, but, but speaking of traveling bands, why don't we uh, slide under the influence and talk about the influence of this song? Matt, why don't you get us started on this? What does this song remind you of? Etc. Yeah, I I kind of just to go back to the comment before about the saxophone and just influencing those uh, bands. I mean, I just it made me think of Bobby Keys mm. immediately. I think just that the drum beat too made me think of the weight. Yeah, and I don't know where they fall chronologically. I definitely think the band was a little bit after this with that. Uh, but they were sixty eight with with big. Oh, they Nick, were yeah. But I, those were the two two biggest ones, and then I, I just think just so many bands that came after them that were trying that kind of do like, particularly now like uh, I'm trying to think all the, like the country west who does chicken fried like Zach that kind of Brown band like rocker or Zach Brown like going into like country mm-hmm. that's also mm-hmm. rock and roll. Yeah, um, I just hear a lot of that where it's but it's also mm-hmm. poppy, which I think we were talking about earlier why people he's underrated or they're kind of they're beloved by some people but then i think others look at credence and they're a little bit like yeah uh, it's like it's classic rock it's great but it's not as cool as like zeppelin mm-hmm. or but i would i would else, dare you, know? you to play and this I, song specifically for anyone and them to be like nah i'll pass yeah i could i could see no. somebody being like this dude's white right well, yeah well uh, i'm saying if you put c- cynicism <laughs> aside so, I mean, I think that'd be the one thing people would say. It's like, all right, this is like kind of some rip-off soul shit. Mm-hmm. You know, this is not Otis Redding. Yeah. Nope. I agree with you, Matt. It's definitely got some uh, heavy weight vibes and like me and Bobby McGee kind of. I think some songs that are similar that are not soon after, but uh, really kind of remind me of this are Midnight Rider, even Desperado, and uh, of course a little Ozzy, Mama, I'm Coming Home. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! I, I, good lord! I, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna stick with Van Morrison, and yeah, I mean, this definitely just lives in that soul blues. You know, it's not Ray Charles, it's not Little Richard, it's not Sam Cooke, it's not Mahalia Jackson, but it, it lives in that vector, I would say. And then for some reason, this song, I kept thinking of Nothing Man by Pearl Jam when I was listening mm. to this song this week. I don't. I don't think it sounds like it or anything, but I, 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 when I listened to it, that song would pop into my head. So, not sure why, um, but talking about nothing, man. I think it's time we slide under the covers. Talk about the covers of this song. Matt, you can get us started on this. What uh, Did you listen to any covers of this song? What'd you think? Kevin Costner's daughter, of course, what? in black and white. Wow. I, just, I don't know what this is. I didn't know this. It had... It's Kevin Costner's daughter singing well, it. Oh, everyone likes to give this one a and shot. There, <laughs> and there's Costner, and then Octavia Spencer, and then randomly like Bill Burr sitting in the front seat nice. of the car. <laughs> like at the funeral. Uh, but it was a, it was a nice version, just like a snippet. Um, I thought for a second that I Kevin Costner's talk- daughter was a band. 
And you were like, well, I heard this band, Kevin Costner's Daughter. Okay, sorry. You guys haven't seen them? <laughs> I guess somebody's not as hip as they thought. Um, yeah, no. I, <laughs> Kevin Costner's Daughter. I think the Ted Hawkins one, um, we talked about that earlier today. That's just like another one that's a kind of a gut wrencher, like in a straight up gut wrenching. Like beautiful. I listened to it, I was like, "Oh yeah. my god, what? Put a candle where? Right. <laughs> Put a candle where?" <laughs> he's great. If, if you don't, Where's... if people don't know Ted Hawkins, go listen to his shit. He's fucking fantastic and has some fantastic originals. Sorry. So you heard about him before this? Because I had never heard. Of he's him got this song that you've heard that's like, "I'm telling you, darling, I'm a sorry you're sick. <laughs> got the did want from the liquor store." Huh. Something sour, something sweet. I might have to cue that one up. Whatever, go go find that song. Um, Honestly, I listened to the Joe Cocker one. um, Old Cock. Some of the others that were on. Old Cock. Cock, That is the third Old Cocker cover we've had, and it's just, Uh, you know, he's trying to make a buck. I didn't love it, but it still gave me chills. (laughs) I did not like it. This was just, hey, do a hit that's slow that you can throw in this album. But I'm just saying, like, I didn't love it at all, but, like, there's certain points. He's going to hit a couple notes where you're like, ooh, that was a good one. Yes, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, sorry. I keep interrupting. No, but I think my wife even walked in. She's like, is that Joe Cocker? And I'm like, no. Or actually, she doesn't call him Joe Cocker. She's like, is that Wonder Years? Is that Wonder Years? <laughs> Which is odd because I don't think amazing. they use the Joe Cocker version for that show, but that's a different podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've we've discussed the <laughs> Wonder Years theme song. Are there any uh, any more yeah, you checked out? I, no, I mean I checked out a bunch, but I just it was like Fogarty or Prince yeah. and then Ted Hawkins and then everybody else. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I listen. He does. A, he re-recorded it with My Morning Jacket, which ob- yeah, obviously cool. we're gonna throw out. Sounds great. Jim, it, I mean, it's funny to hear Jim sing well, the like like him in his falsetto, but it, it sounds good. I like it because it's kind of rocking. There's a lot yeah. of guitar solos going on, which are cool. It's it's good. Yeah, and then there's a girl named a woman named Shamika Copeland who does like a straight soul, you know, female vocal version. That sounds good. Although like it's borderline cheesy, but she sounds great. And then there's the Mighty Mighty Ballstones version. <laughs> yeah, it's no good. <laughs> Absolutely not. And how dare you, Mighty Mighty Ballstones? What the fuck? Nobody needed a ska version of this goddamn song. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Take that shit. To Constantinople. <laughs> um, I watched Chris Cornell play it uh, acoustic. Well, it, it, it made too much sense. It was like uh, it was it was almost overkill. It was like too much frosting on a cake or something. Like all right, all right, we get it. Okay. Yeah, it. I mean the grunge singers um, should probably really get into this. Yeah. But my absolute favorite, I saw a video of Gautier singing Ooh. this. He's on the drums, um, and it's this like really casual gig. Um, he's playing the drums with just a white shirt and a tie, and then there's a bass player and a guitar player, and um, Gautier crushes it. Like the vocal is amazing. If you can kind of picture him singing it. So <clears throat> you're saying it's a candle that he used to know? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, but <laughs> the the best and worst part of this video was the guitar player just fucking screwed the pooch on the solo oh yeah time. like and you oh. could it was you know uh you could tell he was aware he was being recorded and fucking this up like it was just the the air fell out of the room um but it was funny because he actually knew it it wasn't like he was like yeah fucking hey man he's like oh man this, can, can this be over <laughs> bass oh, bass solo God. bass solo well 
Speaking of what, uh, when can this end, uh, that brings us to the shoe portion, our final section of this podcast. And since it's my song, I have a strange one this week. And this fits like my baby shoes, whatever those were. They were probably super warm or super uncomfortable. I'm going to go with warm because I like this song and, co- and, and cozy. But they're like something that my mom would have saved that would always be there when I came home. And throughout okay. my life no. to remind me of home. Got they it. are the candle. Got the baby yeah. shoes are the candle, my friends. The thank you. baby shoes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well said. Matt, what you got? What, what kind of shoes are you wearing? Yeah, I'm wearing an old pair of, you know, sneakers that I had growing up that, like, I just left at home when I moved away to... But I always, you know, had a closet there where they didn't get rid of all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, just keep a pair of shoes here <laughs> in case you forget them. And it's like, oh, the there you Absolutely. Go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> These things stink, Matt. What do you, can we throw them away yet? Put my pumas in. <laughs> Neil, take us home. Yes, yes, the shoe fits very well. Um, and I'm going to say like a, like my grandfather's motorcycle boot. Like I picture this guy, whoever this journey is, is uh, riding a motorcycle. All right. And so Neil's riding a motorcycle home. Um, <laughs> something I'm, I would put a lot of money on that he's never done. But <laughs> I think I've ridden a dirt bike. <laughs> well, on that note. Uh, we're going to ride a dirt bike straight into our cover <laughs> of Credence Clearwater Revivals. Long as I can see the dirt bike slash light. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lord Jesus.
The cover you just heard was performed by Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gave Rock. Next week is our guest Matt's week. So what are we going to do? We're going to listen to Stagger Lee by Lloyd Price and talk about that. Can't wait! <laughs>